Hello, welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. I promise I'll be excited in a minute, but first we have to do this. Holy shit. All right, now I can be excited. There's a bike race on. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Sarah, and with me, as always, is Dan. And right now, right now, the, sixth, the fifth stage of the Giro Rossa is actually happening right now. So if you hear me clicking and going, oh my God, I've just gone to Twitter. Is it, is it happening soon, Sarah? It's happening right now. Right, so, right. It hasn't happened in the recent past. It's been happening all week. We're we're at the midpoint where they've done they've done five stages out of ten, and yeah, it's been an interesting race, and that's what we're going to talk to you about all zero all the time. It has actually been a really interesting race. Um, for those of you who didn't catch up uh, with us last week, we were giving a bit of a preview to the race and sort of outlining. I, I think Sarah summed it up quite well when she said, you know, the the thing about the Giro is that you can you can always sort of look at the the race guide and sort of tell what the script for the stage is meant to be. But, you know, the the joy of women's cycling and the joy of Italian cycling sort of combined to create the super joy of the Giro Rosa, um, which is basically there's the script and then there's like surprise mountains and mystery holes to the middle of nowhere and you know, random things that happen. And also writers who just go, fuck it, I'm going for an attack. So. It's, yeah, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I've been doing quick Q and A's with writers all the way through, you know, before and afterwards, before and during the race. And it's just funny that, yeah, that's the Giro. Yeah, yeah. it's telling. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hilarious actually seeing how many writers, um, I mean, your Q and A's have been fantastic, but even in the, um, even in the blogs and stuff um, that have been coming out from writers, you know, they're just the seasoned vets who are like, yeah. And then it turned out there was, you know, an extra 15 Ks in the stage, but you know, it's, it's the Giro that happens. <laughs> it's, it's, people are so laissez-faire about, you know, eh, you know, eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's, it's, it's super exciting as well. And, and, and I, before we start anything else, all those blogs are amazing, aren't they? We've got so many exciting things that you can do. Um, Absolutely incredible. Honestly, I mean, I can't remember a year when there's just been so much, um, like, rider-generated information and, and stuff out there. Um, and it gives you such a fantastic insight, not just into individual riders, but they're all talking about what their team plans were on the day and how they were executed and what went wrong and what went right and all that sort of stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's lovely. I'm very happy. Anyway, so we started off with a nighttime two-kilometer prologue because, of course, we did. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about it, Sarah, but I felt like the blindfolds were unnecessary. Yeah, I felt like too, and, and and because it's not because you know let, let's make this even more complicated. Let's put it on cobblestones. Yeah, yeah, and um, and release the hounds. 
Yeah, release the house. Um, two kilometres. I really love Tiffany Cromwell's and, and Chloe Hosking's blogs. Um, Tiffany's been blogging on cyclingtips.com and you can find Chloe Hosking's blogs on her chloehosking.wordpress.com, I think, and yep. also on cyclingnews.com where she's been... Um, she was, my favourite one about the prologue was Tiffany kind of saying... Um, yeah, I, I was, you know, kind of, she had some moves in mind, but she wasn't sure what to do, whether she should take risks or not. Yeah. And I loved, it's only two kilometres, you're going full gas, you go down and back, and, you, and you're still having time to think, you're still having to make these split-second decisions. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and, and, and that's after having practised a couple of different lines, you know, having ridden it back yeah. and forth in the afternoon and all that sort of thing. And still, still trying to work it out because you know that the the two seconds that you get on this corner or or whatever could actually wind up being really helpful at some point. Yeah, and and Chloe's saying that she was really glad that she got to go, you know, that she that she'd got to watch Annemiek van Vleuten and Marianne Vos mm. riding. That kind of gave her an idea of where to breathe, where to turn, what lines they're taking. Right, that's the line they're <laughs> taking. I'm having that. How how good would it be actually if you're if you're a tech person and you're into developing um, stuff, you would probably make a fortune from pro cyclists if you developed an app that let them ride along behind Mariana Voss on any course, and um, and just record the lines that she takes and then map yeah. that map that live on their their computer when when they're actually riding the race. <laughs> yeah, this is Mariana in real time right now. Yeah, that's what she yeah. But yeah, so prologue, it was won by, it was a bit of a, now there has been a bit of a stompity stomping already on this race. <laughs> and it started off with... Hey, um, yeah, with the Giro Rosa 2014, or the, sorry, the Giro Rosa uh, 14 hashtag, I don't think there's enough room for that and stompity stompity stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one hashtag. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's interesting because they well, um, Rebo have kind they, of done the the logical thing for them though, haven't they? You know, they needed to assert dominance in these first few stages. Yeah, well, basically with the prologue, they have they've got some very fast riders, and they've got the, probably the prologue specialists in. Um, yeah, um, basically, Annemiek van Vleuten won. Yay! Uh, with Mariana Vos in second, Rapoli Fran Prevost third, Anna van der Breggen in fourth. And Mel Hoskins, the only non-Rabo rider in the top five, in fifth, but actually joint time with Roxanne Knetemann. So, yeah, oops, Rabo, yeah, that's been a bit hard to deal with. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh. yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, that was fun. So, so you know, have prologue. Okay, that's fine. There's, you know, a couple of seconds off in GC. And stage one was meant to be all about the sprinters. Yeah, well, um... Of course, it gets a little harder when you suddenly throw mountains into a stage. Yeah, they, 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 it was 11 laps of a circuit race, which had a hill and a descent in it. You know, okay, yeah, we know it's a hill and a descent. And they started off with a neutral lap rather mm. than a neutral mm. stage. And I'm like, that's a bit weird. And then you suddenly see the tweets afterwards and the blogs afterwards saying, yeah, um, they started off with a neutral lap because it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, um, yeah, we looked up at where we were going and was like, no way, and that's where we went. I can't remember who it was that said, but they were talking about, I, I think it was um, in your interview with Spratty and Valet Scandalara, actually, um, where they were talking about um, Luce Hulevike, um seeing the, the lead motorbikes start up this hill and going, no, 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 we don't go up there. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, of course we do, because it's the Giro. So this, this, this sprinter's stage to start off, so you start off with a nighttime flagstoned dark ITT, then you have this stage, with this, and once they'd got up this hideously steep hill, like it wasn't very long, but it was hideously steep, and then the way down was this um, mad descent with off-camber corners, tight corners, hairpins, mattresses, arrayed around the wall to catch riders when they fell and Spratty said that she bounced off a wall and then Spratty from Orica AIS um, said she bounced off a wall and luckily it only 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 only, only washed, you know took off some speed that was all right but yeah it was like crash 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 on the way down mm. but also lunacy lunatic good riding I mean one of those stages where I've done this you know that they're just like trying to catch up with it like crazy people on the Twitters because just attack 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 groups individuals and yay high tech yeah I mean high high tech were like they've been so impressive in terms of you know just igniting things and sending riders all over the place and and you know like just just little team that could sort of shit you know (laughs) yeah 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 well they had it was like um valentina started for orica and then you had elisa longo borghini and annemiek van vlerten and then ashley milman and aaron van vlerten and then audrey cordon chasing off solo in the last lap and on the on on the penultimate lap chasing riding 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 solo 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 and then on the penultimate climb i think you had pauline fran just launched herself like Mm. totally herself with only Mariana Voss and Elisa Longo Borghini able to catch her and yeah. just just oh it's a be- it was a beautiful thing to watch. There's no video of it online because um the lovely pirates that we know um <laughs> failed to set their video recorders for it. So I'm you know, I appreciate all well, you do lovely pirates, I'm not blaming you but Arr. Arr. um yeah so uh yeah so uh, yeah, Marin of Mar- it's just they they kind of were ploughing, diving around this course, this this course by themselves, the three of them, and then they get to it the they get to the, like the last day, maybe it was on the last lap they attacked, I can't remember. Anyway, they get to the they get to the end game, and you suddenly have Vos Longo Borghini and Fran Prevot playing those games where you're trying to like you know attack and see how everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. And no one, can, none of the three can get away. And you know, mm. um, uh, you know, when you have two high techs and Audrey Cordon up there with them, so so Audrey Cordon and, and Elisa and Marianne and Paulina, Pauline, that's just great. Two and two, and then yeah. Cordon drops off, and it's uh, and they just they just yeah they they fly round the end, fly round the end, and they get to the end, and it has one of those super sharp corners that Voss excels in. You know, she goes into one of those tight, you know, great ninety degree corners comes out accelerates through the corner yeah yeah oh it's one of those it's one of those doctor who time travel corners that um, that that, that sword panda drew for us last year you know where she just nips through the tardis and comes out you know a second ahead of where she was yeah exactly it's Mm. just yeah she's and then she's like thundering down this cobbled this cobbled this cobbled um uh finishing run so she finishes first Elisa in second, four seconds behind her. Pauline Franprevo five seconds behind her, and then this small group of uh, GC contenders led by Claudia Lichtenberg, aka Claudia Hauschler. I'm just going to say Hauschler this year, this race because that's her, that's her name on the stats. Yeah. Okay. So Hauschler, Megan Garnier, Anna van der Breggen, Emma Johansson, Ash Mormon, Mara Abbott, and yeah, kind of finishing there. So. Mm, mm. 
so we have the GC set up after stage one, and it's quite interesting because you have um, because it's it's kind of already setting out some things for the future. Now, yeah, well, I mean, and, and this is one of the things that we were talking about coming into it is that you know with three mountaintop finishes towards the end of the the race. Um, you know that that's where riders like Abbott in particular are really going to be aiming to to take back time, and um, and so for for Voss, you know, and and Rabobank in particular, it's it's really important to grab every second, every every bonification, every stage win, every every second that she can get now, she needs. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so you end up Voss. 15 seconds back to Fran Prabot, 23 seconds back to Longo Borghini, 1.42 to Ashen Alderman and Claudia Lichtenberg, Claudia Hauschler, 1.44 to Emma Johansson, Megan Garnier, 1.55 to Audrey Cordon, that's great. Wow, She's yeah. First time zero, and two minutes back to Annemiek van Vleuten, with Abbott on 2.10 and Stevens on 2.34 and Fabiana Luperini on 2.41, yeah? Yep. So... After two stages, you've got Abbott back already. So, yeah. But, you know, she can... The thing is, is Abbott's very good in those mountain stages. There's there's one stage that's got her name on it where it just goes up, 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 yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, her risk is that we've got, you know, is that the one with them um, is that is that can, you know, big climb at the end, great, that's great for Abbott. Can she do the ones with descents? Yeah, and, and that's going to be really interesting, you know, I, and I think it's going to be your, what's going to keep this race so so fascinating all the way to the end is because there are so many permutations and so many riders who can excel in places that that really disadvantage others. So, you know, Abbott's, yeah. Abbott's kind of got her eye on those mountains and kind of has them on lockdown, but as you say, there are descents and, you know, if there's one rider who can time travel through corners and descent like, you know... Uh, she was God's gift to going down things fast. Um, it's Voss, and and you know there's a whole raft of of other riders with different strengths and skill sets in between who all can come into play depending on you know circumstances, randomness, and and just you know race luck. So it's going to yeah. be very very interesting to see how it plays out. And we're already seeing you know um, the way that that stages that sort of predictably sit there and look like they're just going to be nice smooth. Um, you know, the sprinters have got their day to go on stage two, and we're about to get into the story of exactly why that was not as straightforward as it looked like it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, stage two. Um, Tiffany Cromwell, it was her birthday, and she said that it was like playing a real-life video game on bikes. I This is one of my standout blogs of, of the whole race so far, and possibly will wind up being a favourite. If you only read one of, of her stage diaries thus far, do read stage two, because it's fucking hilarious. You know, there's so much great insight into the, the plan that um, Specialised were working towards with the... Um, with the team and um, and what each rider was doing but then at the same time there's just all these great little anecdotes and, and Tim does this great job of setting the scene um, you know Sunday church was dismissed in Frata Maggiore and plenty of fans had come out to line the streets and cheer us on you know it's just like you get that sort of mental picture of, of Sunday afternoon summer Italy you know it's it's good stuff um, yes she just tells a story so well, yeah. so well, and and funny, and and it's 
Yeah, so it's a, so it's a sprinter stage, and I mean, there's been some interesting blogs about it. Ellen Van Dyke said it was more like riding a horse than riding a bike because you're bumping up and down all the time. And Megan Garnier was say had on Twitter something about you know she she it was supposed to be a flat stage, but she thinks she gains a lot of altitude climbing out of the potholes. Yeah, exactly. So this is yeah. you know stage one was kind of marked by surprise climb, and stage two was kind of marked by surprise potholes everywhere. Yeah, and and smell and rubbish floating across the street, and the smell of rotting fish, and the smell of rotting rubbish. Mm, mm. Yeah, it was all like, um, yeah, just 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 not a nice, not a friendly stage to ride, basically. And they're um, and they, you know, another laps, 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 oh, sprinty, sprinty, and, and, and then um, yeah, so partway through lap four, um, the the kind of main attack of the day comes from uh, who was it, Alexandra Birch and Kova. Yeah. Uh, Rustvello, um, and and she gets out to just under two minutes, and you know she's not a GC threat, and everyone's kind of happy to let that go along. But then um, I think a lap later they started to organise the chase, um, or maybe two laps later, and um, and so the sprinters teams were were sort of eyeing each other up, and High Tech and La Cipollini uh, sent riders up to try and pull it back, um, which led into a bit of a crash which disrupted things. And this is possibly, I'm just going to read this bit because it's possibly one of my favourite favorite, favorite uh, bits in the whole blog. Uh, and is this from Kirby? No, this is from, this is from Tiff still. Um, so she's talking about how girls crashed in front and to the side and how she you know, managed to stay up but had to you know, move her bike and step over a girl and blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, Valentina Bastianelli from Michaela Fanini attacked out of the bunch. Bless her. You have to give her credit for trying. She forever attacks, sometimes not at the smartest times, but she always tries and everyone knows her for attacking and lets her go. Confident will reel her back in. Um, she put in a gallant effort, but with the pace behind increasing and sprint trains starting to form, she was swallowed back up a few kilometres later. And it's just that, that, that whole section, that sense of incredible chaos and a rider being you know, justifiably opportunistic and going for the attack... And and yet, you know, it's still organised and pulled back in, and and then it's on for the sprint. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. I mean, she says she says in another blog later on in the week, you know, um, Valentina Bastian attacks because of course she did. Um, and but there seemed to be some kind of uh, some kind of like informal Italian cup going on because every time <laughs> Valentina attacked, other 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 riders, um, all the other Italian teams just chased her down. <laughs> Oh, maybe maybe and they're playing some kind of tag or something. I don't yeah. I don't know. I, so, if you're an Italian writer, um, feel free to let us, let us know. I mean, it's uh, interesting, isn't it? Because we love, I do love. You know, I think we have a bit of a fetish for the riders who are the ones who attack, like like you know, Valley Scandalara and stuff. And you wonder if the peloton are just like, yeah, there she goes, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and but yeah, so it's um, well, but it's it's, it's interesting because you know you can see how it plays into the personality of a rider too. You know, they get excited and seize a moment and, and kind of go for it. But it's interesting because you you quite often see riders. Um, who used to do that when they were younger, sort of adopting that, yeah, you know, that's just what she does kind of attitude as they get a bit older and sort of settle in a bit. And I think that's one of the interesting things about your conversation with um, with Spratty and Scandalara uh, was was their comments around how, you know, she's she's still sort of getting the hang of, of not always going on the attack and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, which leads us on to... So stage two... Um, the thing I thought was very interesting is right at the end because I was predicting um, blah 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 
there'll be specialised riders, because they don't really have a sprinter so much, um, leaping off the front and trying to escape at seven, five, three yeah. to go. But it was kind of stopped by that, because Orica just leapt on a just screaming pace, screaming high pace. So although you could see these specialised riders lurking at the front, it was too fast for them to get away. And they said afters, yeah, well, you know, I think pretty much everyone wants to come down to a bunch sprint anyway. Bunch sprints, um, Giorgio Bronzini wins. Yeah. Marianne Voss second, uh, Marianne Voss second, Shelley Old in third. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting sprint. Very, like- very interesting sprint, very interesting stage. And that's actually the other, the other side of um, the thing, and, and this is what I think you were, you were alluding to earlier, is if you read Chloe's Stage 2 blog, she also talks um, about that crash and the impact it had on that team. And, and that's the reason I wanted to mention this in, in this order, was because in, TIFF, she, in TIFFs she highlights that, um, that HTC had sort of started to organise on the front and was starting to take charge. And um, and in Chloe's blog, she talks about being caught up in in that crash and not she wasn't hurt, but her bike was banged up and she knew she needed a replacement. So the mechanic jumps out of the car with some wheels and she calls for a bike, um, and he grabs the replacement bike. She jumps on and, and gets off on her way, and a couple of um, her teammates are there to to help bring it back to the bunch, and they find people and and sort of start to reorganise. And suddenly Chloe realises that there's something wrong with her replacement bike. She's not sure what, but, you know, the brakes are rubbing or or something is rubbing somewhere that it, it shouldn't be because she's not able to accelerate out of the corners like she normally would and she's finding it hard to keep up with her team. And basically how that, that situation evolves into her not being able to contest the sprint as, as she would have loved to. And um, and the emotional impact of of doing all that work and your team doing all that work for you and not being able to deliver through something that's largely out of your control, and um, and it's a very interesting read. Yeah, yeah, it's, it must be super hard. Oh yeah, I think I think she says right at the start. You know, um, like most pro sports, cycling is one of those things where you can go from the highest to highs one day to, you know, wanting to hide in a dark corner. Um, the next and um, and today was one of my dark corner days and um, and yeah she tells that story really well too so mm. yeah so on to stage three now stage three in the race handbook had been said this is the day that'll shape up the race um, oh your space, space the other thing about stage two is you also have a lot of you have riders losing time um, you know so it kind of ends with um, Abbott back but you know they, they've lost a little bit more time because Mariana Voss has picked up the intermediate sprint bonifications but really bad luck for Emma Pooley oh Emma Emma she's she's what she's come second in the Giro yeah. twice awful Giro she rode stage one with a continual nosebleed and then stage two and then and then and then she had mechanicals and crashes and stuff in stage two she was a bit fucked and she finished two minutes 45 back and she ended seven minutes 54 seconds back ouch the only thing I can hope is that if Emma Pooley takes a flyer in the mountains people let her go because she's not a GC threat and then she turns out to be a GC threat because she wins by 700 minutes. Yeah, and yeah, and I guess everyone else knows that too, so it's not going to happen. I mean, <laughs> fuck, fuck, yeah, it's so unfair. Yeah. If, only, if just... only they were finishing with an uphill time trial that could only be won by people named Emma Pooley. Oh, mm. so unfair. 
Anyway, so stage three is supposed to be the first day that shakes up shakes up the jury. And it's funny, it's because I was watching someone's Twitter, and they it kind of has this, you know, first 20 seconds, first 20 kilometers flat, then about 50 kilometers, I guess, of uppy-downy, jaggedy-jaggedy, uppy-downy bits. And then they have the big climb, then they have a big climb at the end, with then um, a big climb, you know, a big climb in, in the kind of end stages of the race, a uh, big climb, descendy jaggedy bits, and a final climb of five kilometres, according to the profile. Yes, uh, according and to it, the profile. And that's and kind of the most important thing that you can say about any Giro stage, isn't it? So. Yes. And so they say, so they kind of setting out, so, 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 so you know, there's the, apparently it was attack, 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 attack in the, um, in the jaggedy, in the first jaggedy bit. And finally a breakaway gets away and it's not got any GC riders. It's got Annemiek, but it has got, but it's a really interesting break because you have Annemiek van Vleuten, Tiff Cromwell, Valle Scandalara and, um, Valle Scandalara and, and Luce Honowijk from, from Orica. You've got Shelley Olds, who's a sprinter, and uh, and Elena Bellato, who was the best young rider at the Giro a couple of years ago and has been quite quiet since. And then riders like Giorgio Bronzini and people like that. So it's quite an interesting bunch. You've got some good climbers. You've got some good do- things. But they're basically there as domestiques, or so they say. Yeah. So, they so I'm saying, oh, yeah, la, la, the break will get caught before the climb. But no, they get away to the bottom of the climb and like, okay, blah, blah, blah. The brake will get caught at the top of the climb. But they didn't because Valle Scandalara goes over the top and gets the Queen of the Mountains point. So like, hang on a minute. The brake's still getting away. Mm. Well, we've got 30 kilometers left to go or something. What's going to happen next? The really big break. And because there's so many riders in it, like I think the, it, it, think the teams that didn't have riders were United Healthcare because they're all about Abbott. And um, possibly Liv Shimano. I think their rider got dropped from the break on a climb. So you're going, uh, right, that's, yeah, interesting. Yeah. that's interesting. So because so they kind of let to have a minute and a half to go. And like, okay, well you know they're going to get to the end, and then the GC climbers will take the uphill finish together. That's what's going to happen because we all know races have scripts, right? Yes, indeed they do, and everyone follows the script religiously. So there's attacks and attacks out of this break, and it's kind of they're kind of dropping more and more riders off off the bottom because off the back of the bunch because it's 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 it's, it's very hard riding and you're sitting at hang on a minute this is really interesting and van vlerten she said herself she was you know playing that i can't ride i'm a domestique i'm i'm here for my team leaders behind me so she's <laughs> yeah which must have killed people and i did love i did love tiffany talking about that because tiff cromwell was in it and she's saying basically tiff and valet valet start just like going hang on a minute the brakes you can, they're literally within sight, you know, there in one side of the corner. The bunk, the gap gets down to about 10 seconds at one point. Yeah. In the last, you know, in the last 25k to go. But you've got, when you've got riders like Tiff and Valentina attacking, then the other riders, okay, well, we've got to chase and the pace goes up. And suddenly you're like, hang on a minute, what's going to happen? Mm. Are the breakaway riders going to get it, going to get it first or are the... Or are they going to get caught? What's happening? And behind them, the group's changing and changing and changing, with Mariana Voss always at the head of the chase. So she's there to, you know, so she's basically in that kind of Mariana Voss style. I'm not chasing the <laughs> road. I'm waiting to attack. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a train. <laughs> so it's all good. It's, mm. it's yeah, and they, they get, and it comes down to the last five kilometres, it's just Bellato, Cromwell, and then my Yuko Hagiwaras just 
bridged across from the gap, um, bridged across the bunch from Wiggle Honda and Doris Schweizer from, from Astana Beeping um, and Annemiek van Vleuten. So there's, you know, one, two, three, four, five riders. And they're attacking again and Cromwell drops off and, and Scandalara drops off and yeah and suddenly Annemiek van Vleuten she said that yeah she realised that she didn't want to come to a sprint with the others so she just attacked in the last kilometres last two kilometres just so hard such beautiful riding and she races home and, and, and like the others are shit you know they can, the brakes the chases so nearly caught them and Van Blurton won. She's so, so happy. Super, super happy. And behind her, Elena Bellato comes 10 seconds behind her. Mayuko Hagiwara, 16 seconds behind her. First time on a UCI podium. Yeah. And first Japanese rider on the Giro podium. Yeah, which is, you know, awesome and very exciting for her. And a pretty, pretty nice uh, follow-on for Wiggle from uh, their stage win the day before. So... Yeah. yeah, but there are these amazing photos where you can see Doris Schweizer from um, Astana, like 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 that. She's literally, literally killing herself to get home, and behind her is the is the chase led by Mariana Voss. Like they like they come around this this last tight corner, and Doris, and there's when you watch the video, I don't know if this is true, but what it looks like to me is Voss has made sure she's a couple of bike lengths ahead of the other riders, and she just doesn't pedal a couple of times so that Schweizer can finish one second ahead of her bringing the bunch one se- a second ahead of Voss bringing the bunch home yeah, which is yeah. you know it's a nice thing it's a really I mean how the hell did that break get away so funny and yeah the little break that could and <laughs> yeah Voss ends up in pink stays in pink and you know all the big all the big names like Hauschler and Fran Prevost and Garnier and Johansson and Moorman are in that front group yeah. with Addison Stevens a couple of seconds behind so they you know so they drop off a few more seconds they drop off a few more seconds but yeah um just yeah, yeah, very really. exciting, and you know, even even for even for the fact that the the GC had already been shaken up a little bit, um, and even though this stage didn't really shake up the GC that much, still very exciting and um, and really interesting. You know, always love always love that tension of will the brakes stay away, won't they? You know. Yeah, and you know when you're ticking it down, and, and especially when you're watching us on Twitter because. You know, you, you you refresh, 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 refresh. Just really I, fun. I literally, I literally exhausted. It turns out there's a limit of the number of times you can hit refresh in an hour <laughs> on, on Twitter, and then they just start ignoring you. <laughs> so I hit that limit. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's just beautiful. It was beautiful racing, and, and I am. I I can't say how I haven't got enough words to describe how happy I am for Annemiek van Vleuten as well mm. because after winning the prologue, she said, oh, I'm all about my teammates. And they were talking about how they were going in with three GC contenders in Van der Breggen, um, Pauline Fran Prevost, and Voss. Yeah. yeah, and and the thing about Annemiek van Vleuten is she was in 2011. She won the Road World Cup series and she won the Ronde van Blanderen, but she's, she kind of came late to cycling. She got into cycling late because she'd been a soccer player and a, an injury to her leg had stopped her being able to play soccer. And, you know, she started cycling as a, as physio and yep. she just fell in love with sports, which yeah. is quite a common Happens a fair bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, 
because of her injury, she had a lot of scar tissue in her femoral artery, and it caused it's caused her problems over the years because the scar tissue kind of keeps building up, and the blood flow can't get to her leg muscles enough. Yeah, yeah. And she's been especially now, having problems. Do I am I remembering correctly? Has hasn't she at one point sort of described that as like you know the sensation of basically only riding with one leg? Yeah. Yeah, having no power at all, and especially as as races go on, especially over time, and having no recovery, mm-hmm. um, like 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 no recovery powers at all in that leg. So it, it, it's kind of because you know because the blood flow is just not there. And over the years, she's had I think she had an operation before this amazing 2011 season, and then she's had operations before uh, afterwards. But I kind of was getting, and she had operations over this winter, so she started her season late, ish, and. I I kind of got the feeling that this is her make or break season. Ah, right. You know, okay. Okay. I kind of got the impression that if it had been fucked, if her leg had been, if her leg had still been damaged, she wouldn't have carried on. Right. You know, she carried on having operations and. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not it's not exactly a simple problem, is it? You know, when you got a lot of scar tissue around an artery. I mean, Jesus, that sentence alone is is like, uh, wow, that's a pretty heavy deal. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's in her thirties, and you know you can imagine that you. Oh go, well, well, that's it. Just take her out to pasture, shoot her. You know, done in her thirties. Oh come on, you know I'm older than she is, but I'm not saying that. No, I'm you'll not... be forever young to me, Sarah. <sighs> no, I'm not saying it like that. I don't think that thirties are old, but I think that you have that point where you're like going where 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 if it's not going well. Yeah. And you know she's going to be paid a nice salary because she's on Rabobank, but still, you know, there's all sorts of things no, you no, could be doing. Uh, Absolutely right. Like you, you're evaluating your career. I think no matter what kind of job you have in your thirties, you're going to do a lot of that because you're starting to lay plans for later in your life, aren't you? Yeah, and and you know, and and actually, I wouldn't have blamed her if she'd have if 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 it had been. I was really, you know, she she she's having this. She had this this, this operation, and she's come back and she won the prologue. We all expect her to win the prologue because that's what she does. But then to win this stage, and so with such a beautiful attack, she's definitely back. You know, like if she, say the scar tissue comes back over the rest of the season and it fucks the rest of her season, she can she can go, you know, it's it, it's still. Yeah, no, it's it's still a great thing to have to, to point to, a great thing to, to, you know, hold on to as a as a achievement in your season. You know, yeah, there's, 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 there's no writer alive who would turn down a, a Giro Rosa stage win. No, and she's so clever, and and so you know, so yeah. So Van Vleuten won, and just you know, when you've got those videos where and it, where, where and this is what I love about her is I don't understand Dutch, but I understand happiness in someone's voice. Yeah, yeah. So that's stage th- that's stage three, um, yeah, and then stage four yesterday. Um, I think I think uh, uh, Chloe described it as being a bit of a rest day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there were a few writers who who described it that way. Um, I think Tiff had much the same thing because she'd spent so much time in the break on stage three, so she was sort of allowed a little bit of a pass for the day. Um, yeah, but I think also, I mean, it had been an exhausting couple of. It been a really, it had been a really super hard start. Like there was yeah. no. So in the isn't, isn't it funny though? Like last week we're going. Oh God, I hope there's lots of crosswinds on stage four just to. You know, because we need something to spice it up, and it turns out that we had you know surprise mountains and surprise potholes and and tunnels to the middle of nowhere. Oh, and... but you know, but you know the weird thing about stage three. One of the reasons that the break got away in stage three was because they described the mountain as seven percent, 
And actually, the hill was about 10 kilometers shorter than they thought, than they said it was going to be. And it was a much shorter gradient. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So okay. I was talking to Matt Spratt about this. And, and I was saying, well, I guess it's only fair that if you have surprise <laughs> mountains, you have surprise unmountainy mountains. <laughs> she's like, she going, yeah, but you know what's going to happen, don't you? Is that they'll make up those extra kilometers that we lost when we're, <laughs> yeah. when we're like riding a climb. You know, when you're climbing, stage, you're ticking down every meter and it just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're halfway up one of the Alps, and 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 the race guides told you that it's a, a ten kilometer climb, and then and then it turns out that it's actually eighteen, and you just hate everything. Yes, yes. and she was saying that the other thing about yes about stage three was that it um, apparently the climb was supposed to start with five k's to go, but it starts at ten k's to go, and they just go <laughs> Italy. <laughs> Uh, but apparently, um, she was saying that Valle Scandalari, she's only Ital- Italian on Orica, um, Strachi was saying that Valle keeps saying, no, it's not really Italy, it's South Italy, it's different. It's not Italy. It's that sweet thing of being the um, the person from the host country, isn't it, where where it's really hard not to take everything as a bit of a personal, you know, thing. Um, yeah. You know, and everyone's like, Italy, and she's like, no, 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 Italy's not really like this, It's it's different. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, oh, yes. hey, um, speaking of things, um, do we want to give people a quick update on what's going on in Stage 5 um, yes, before we get right into Stage now. 4? Because, you know, yeah. it's going on, when was it again, Sarah? It, it starts, you know, two days ago or four <laughs> days from now or when's Stage 5 going on? It's going on right now, Daniel. Oh, right now. Okay, well... They've ridden, they've ridden 30 kilometres, roughly. They've got 88 kilometres to go. And Valentina Scandalara and Roxana Knetemann have attacked. I'm, I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. And in this stage, there's a... Uh, basically, it's a flat stage today with a hill in the middle. And apparently, there are crosswinds off the sea. Yes. <clears throat> Fist but pump. we don't know if they're enough to cause echelons. Oh, I am sacrificing chickens to the cycling gods right now. Right so, now? Right now, while the stage so, is going on. Yeah. So yesterday was the other seaside stage. Yesterday was the other stage that we hoped there'd be crosswinds. And there was heavy winds. Unfortunately, it was headwinds. Yeah, yeah. Which is the you know second best kind of wind after crosswinds. Yes. Well, except if you're actually riding in them. Then, then they're not. Good and they're hideous. Yeah. So yeah. So yesterday it was. Um, they were saying that they. So because there's crosswinds, no or headwinds, no one can get away. Um, the riders were taking it relatively easy until the end, because it ended. It was flat, 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 flat. Let's end with a climb and descent. <laughs> and 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 then it's just chaos. Chaos. <laughs> chaos. Um, Yulia Ilinic of Biskaya Durango was off solo for pretty much most of the race and then got caught just at the end, poor Yulia. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting finish to the stage because, um, yeah, this is one of those things that you wish didn't happen to you when you were a rider. Mm-hmm. But Lucinda Brand had had sprinted out and thought she got enough of a gap to win, had her arms in the air and... Unfortunately, and, yeah, just just got pipped got, at the post. Yeah, and she got pipped at the post by Shelley Olds, but also by her own teammate Mariana Voss. And yeah. what happened was that Brand looked like she was winning, and she, but Shelley Olds just 
just attacked. And Bren said afterwards she knew where Mariana was, but she just hadn't seen Shelley. Mm-hmm. So she got her hands up. Yeah, and yeah. And, and you could see, you know, several reports from different writers. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty sure Tiff mentions this in her race report for the stage as well. And, and you can see on the video that, you know, Mariana is sort of positioned to to let Lucinda get the, the victory, but to also sort of protect her. Um, you know, like try and um, ride down anyone who tries to put in an attack, and yeah. um, and that's why she was covering alts so well. But then you can sort of see in that that last moment um, that that alts made a big sort of dig to to try and get there, and so Mariana's hand was sort of forced at that point, wasn't it? Or her legs were forced, as it yeah. Goes, I suppose. So Mariana won. Shelley was in second. Lucinda in third. Mm. Really interesting i mean the photos poor lucinda she's like yeah, yeah it's those awful cycling mistakes she's super happy that boss won it but oh god because it keeps it in the team but oh god the pain the yeah. torment the pain the torment yeah. and and when you look at the um the photo from the you know like the the photo finish like the official photo like there really is literally you know not even a full um you know uh, wheel section, you know the 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 bit of the rim and the tire. Like the, there's not even a full one of those in it between first and second. It's yeah. um, very 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 close. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. tough tough way to to finish a stage if you're Lucinda. So, yeah, mm. but you know, I mean, and 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 so what? So I was asking riders yesterday what's characterised this race, and the answer was Rabo domination. <laughs> Oh, could we call that Rabination? Rabination? No. Oh, um, pity. No. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So, halfway point. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I don't... Anything could happen today. It's probably going to be a bunch of sprint, but anything could happen today. Um, tomorrow, stage six, Gaiarine to San Fior is 112 kilometres with lumpy, with three categorised climbs, one big climb at the end, and a big, long descent. Yeah. Yeah, which would be which, fun. Well, it, it should be. Honestly, this is probably one that I'm I'm looking forward to most because of that descent. You know, I yeah. I just oh god, I wish I could see it live. I know stage seven Aplica to Chiavenna is ninety one kilometers with a big climb at the beginning and then little kind of long lumpy lumpy bits in the middle. Um, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of has a big climb at the beginning and then a long long flat set well lumpy section and uphill at the end. Now that could be anything. It could be literally anything. You don't know. It could be like a pancake flat valley in the middle where people are powering down to catch anyone who escaped on the climb, mm. or it could be like stage three last year with you know lots and lots and lots of little climbs that means everyone yeah. else is just passing all day. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I mean, that's part of what keeps it exciting is because you're never quite sure what that'll turn out to be. But, uh, yeah. 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 Um, stage eight is the Elisa Longo Borghini stage because it goes through her hometown, Verbania to San Domenico de Valso, um, 90 kilometres. Um, it's, it's basically flat, 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 enormous, enormous, explain, enormous, enormous climb at the end. Yeah. Um, last year, this is where Mara Abbott basically won it. Um, apparently it does have places to recover on the climb. It's not like, you know, okay. Okay. So that will be interesting. I'm actually curious to see, you know, based on last year when Abbott, yeah, as you say, she basically took charge on that climb and just put the pain into everyone else. And so I'm kind of curious to see how much attacking goes into Abbott 
earlier on that yes. stage. Yes. Yeah. And especially because, especially because if there's one thing UHC have been doing so far, it's missing breaks. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, to be fair, depending on the mix of that, that, that might be part of their overall plan. But it, it does seem a, a bit of a, a danger to not, to not be in that position. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I and I'd love to see. I mean, I I don't think Emma Pooley's very well, but please let her have recovered it because I want to see Pooley versus Abbas on that climb. Yeah. And then the final stage, stage nine, Trezzo sul Ada to Magreglio, Magreglio is got um, lumps um, in the rides around Lake Como, lumps in the middle, spiky profile uphill finish. So I'm, I like this. I like this course. I mean, apart from the fact it's been absolutely fucking hell in the middle of the <coughs> in the in the race in the race so far. You know, mm, like mm. like like crazy. Yeah, which is crazy, crazy random things. But but you crazy know, ran- that's Italy. But, so yeah. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting race. I mean, I it can Voss can Voss win? Will Pauline Fran Prevo win? Will Mara Abbott? You know, yeah, she's down yeah. for half minutes. Is she just basically going? <laughs> Well, I'm just going to take it. You know, those two and a half minutes will just be um, that'll be you know eating an energy bar and exactly, you know, exactly. exactly. I mean, and and that's the thing. She can climb like that. It's it's kind of crazy how how much time she can put in even on one one good day climbing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't rule anything out. But I think that's that's part of what keeps this race so exciting and so interesting. Um, because there's still so many different ways for it to play out. So, um, if, all of that said, I, I mean, it was. What else was there from the week that you want to point out? Any more blogs that we've missed, or, or I, any? I want to mention Clara Beard's parents, Gonzo, Gonzo journalism. <laughs> they they did her quite a nice favour, and and she wrote the questions for them, didn't she? I um, think so. Well, yeah. well, her parents know about. Well, she was great. She, you know, she was oh, a yeah. psychist for so many years. Her parents yeah, know yeah. secrets. So yeah, they um I, I it's just lovely uh, that that Clara sent her parents out for the first couple of stages with their iPad to do some recording and some interviewing and they did. So yeah. thank you and thank you to the thank you to thank you to the Clara Beard family for, for fun. Um next year I hope it's you, Clara, out there at the race. And I have loved Velo Focus's photos. He's out there. Yep. I'm not jealous. Um, <laughs> Not and where you at Wong's photos are just fantastic. Oh, aren't really, those gorgeous. They really are. Yeah. And he's got he's he's get he's got them on the on the um, bicycling dot com Instagram. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, what else? I love all the videos. Well, I, um, there's been some really cool videos. I've also, uh, you know, because you're probably going to be too modest to say this, but I've also really enjoyed your Q and As with riders um, that you've been putting up over on Podium Cafe. Um, you know, and and the catch up with, uh, and it's my favourite thing. We we're talking about this before we started recording, but the the ones with um, Spratty and Scandalara, where particularly when um, they're talking about how they're they're kind of unofficially the twins on the team because they're both short. Um, yes, they said they look. Uh, Spratty says that people think they look identical because they're the same height. They've got the same size, <laughs> the same colour and size ponytail, which did make me think of you, Dan, because I know how much you like the identifying riders by their ponytail. That's like the single best thing I ever learned about women's cycling was was, was that Marine's blog um, about that, and suddenly I could tell who people were. It was awesome. I don't know why you didn't know it before, though. Maybe it's just maybe it's well, girl. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. Maybe it's that guy thing. You know how you know how there's that joke of I've had my, I got my hair cut two weeks ago, and you're only just noticing. <laughs> I dyed it as well. 
really? Really? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. You know, I had to have it pointed out to me, but it was genius. Um, yeah, it's, but it's, I, I like that they're they're fishing around for uh, a twin name. So um, Spandalara seems to be one that's um, popular and and um, Scrat, Scratty, Scratty, yes, yeah, Scratty twins, the Scrat twins. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I if you have any names um, for, for 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 you know for the ideal twin name for Valentine Scandalara and Amanda Spratt as one unit as per the Brangelina style, then email, um, tweet it to us. I'm underscore pigeons underscore. Dan is Dan W official. Or you can email us at prowomenscycling at gmail.com. And you can leave a comment on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. If you go to our blog, you can find... I'm putting up daily video posts and links and stuff like that. So, as always, everything we've talked about the Giro this week is all up there waiting for you. Indeed, and thanks for, for tuning in. Um, catch us again next week when we recap the last half of the race and uh, and launch almost immediately into touring and Rundfahrt. So... Yeah, literally one day. Um, apparently, riders like Trixie Warwick and Evelyn Stevens are finishing the Giro and jumping on a plane to Turingen. So they're basically doing, an, uh, after a 10-day stage race, a 7-day stage race, they're basically doing their own Tour de France. Yeah, they're Who's doing a, a men's length... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, I really look forward to that, actually. That'll be yeah. really cool. Um, you should all follow all the rides. Oh, I forgot. Oh, so many things we forgot to mention. Miranda Reese's blog about puking on the bike. All the oh, way yeah, yeah. She and, and um, Emily Collins from Wiggle Honda were puke buddies on stage one, which sounds awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, um, all sorts of things like that. Hundreds of things that we've missed saying because there's just so much good stuff. But mm. um, loads of really good rider tweets, hilarious riders. Ellen Van Dyke talking about describing Megan Garnier as her little chick um, that she's protecting. Adorable. Awesome. Adorable, adorable, adorable. I hope they're all safe, no more crashes, no danger, lots of echelons, and lots and lots and lots of fun. Cool. Well, in that case, I think we're off to watch the end of uh, Stage 5 because it's happening soon, isn't it, Sarah? Um, right now <laughs> and we'll we'll talk to you all again soon thanks for listening bye bye